Why don't you take your glasses off so we can see you? And then apologise to your neighbours for frightening nah, them. Nah, 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 I'll leave these on. Nah, I like them. Weird. Australia. Thank you.
That's the end. <laughs> the psychic date. Uh, just going to make their way over for a, a bit of a chat. Um, um, welcome to FBI Studios, Peter Jones and Hiski Weijers. Thank you for uh, that wonderful uh, performance. Well, it's our pleasure, Danny. Yeah, it, uh, it's great to be live on the radio. It's great to be live. We're going to have Stuart. Yes, you, you're live on that. Hello, Danny. <laughs> All right. Can't hear him, but... Fantastic. Know. Yeah. Um, now, I suppose we, we might as well get back to the, the origin of this band, um, Pete. It's uh, started about 14, 13, 14 years ago, 1996. Now, mm. uh, we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit to what you were doing before then, but uh, what, was the, what was the situation, um, what was your musical situation like when, when you decided to get this band together and, and why? Um, well, it started off, um, well, not so much as a solo project because it, it was formed um, with um, John Murphy. Now, I should say the legendary John Murphy because there's, you know, he is a legend, you know, com- yeah. coming out of uh, SPK, uh, Max Death Q, well, Death and June. Yeah. Well, he still plays in Death and June and the thing he does over in London at the moment, Knife Ladder with a, another good friend of mine but uh, yeah that was the start of Psychic Date and I'd just come out of um, um, a band called Whore which I did with uh, Chris Townend um, who Kiss My well, Poodle Stonky and yeah, also yeah. Big Jesus Burger Studios BJB also. Yeah. yeah and he's a producer these days he doesn't really get on the fretboard much which is a big shame Son, everybody, and Son he did with Oren and Barchi, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where we. Well, I I just come out of, and yeah, John was, um, you know, probably a lot better known than what I was. So we sort of got into the What Is Music Festival. We played the first three of them, yep, and um, yeah, and then he. Uh, went overseas uh, indefinitely. He's, he's still over there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I got not left behind. I, I, you know, I wanted to stay. Uh, originally, um, you were a Kiwi yeah. uh, by birth. Yeah. Um, and you also have uh, played in a few English bands. You spent some time in, in England. Hmm. Where did that fit in? Was that before... Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when yeah. did when did you did you make the move from New Zealand over to over to England? No, no, I came here first, um, and then I went backwards and forwards on three occasions, I think. And yeah, yeah, played in a a few bands of you know, ill repute, <laughs> moderate sort of uh, repute, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we never really did anything on a major scale, but, you know, we did some good tours with various people, and um, that was a band, uh, one of them was called Tongue Man, the other one, my band, was Love, Sex, Death, which um, was done with a, a luminary from here. Uh, this is all, all the, the guy that I worked with over there, uh, Reiner, or Rhino, he, I met him through the sort of the lubricated goat, French's type scene in the mid-80s, and... He happened to be going over to England at the same time as me in '87, and we met up over there and formed this rockin' band and had a great time for four or five years. And yeah. then we sort of went our own ways, and I ended up back here in '92. 
Okay. Mm. So tell us a little bit about the uh, Sydney scene, a snapshot of the scene when you started to p- go out and play live in 96. What, what was the lay of the land musically? What, was, what else was happening? What was the, the smell around town musically of what was happening in Sydney? Mm. Uh, well, a lot, of, a lot of change. I don't know whether rock was really or, or just any type of um, amplified sort of hands-on music was really getting any major acceptance it was pretty well fully tranced out or not tranced out but just you know whatever a lot of electronic music um you know the the guitar had been given the big thumbs down you know (laughs) like through the late 80s into the 90s and 90s i mean there was there's always been rock in sydney and australia but um I don't know, I just sort of got the feel. It's nothing like what is now. You know, now it's fantastic for guys coming up now. It's just like, it's just all there, you know. Yeah. Lots of, quite an, a lot of places to play, a lot of young people coming in. There's just a lot of energy. That wasn't really there then. So um, us old sort of hacks had to create our own energy. And there was a lot of noise around. I mean, you know, uh, the Waters Music Festival was a was a pretty fantastic thing to be happening at that time because I think it sort of introduced um, you know like improvised avant-garde music into the you know collective consciousness of of, of previously um, unexposed people and musicians in particular and then it's uh, that's what I feel that's why we're at a good point now is because like there's been all this influence and good energy and people looking back. Yeah. Well, sometimes you've got to look back to get somewhere to go forward. I mean, I've done a lot of it in my life, you know, so, yeah. Sure. Mm. Um, Hiski, if I could just uh, feel the question to you. Um, when, when did you start playing with Psychic Date and uh, your background is European, Danish? Dutch. Or Dutch, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. No. <laughs> Obviously, no... <laughs> Uh, not at all, but um, so you've been w- watching too many blue movies, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh, obviously you've been in Australia for a long time, and you've also got a visual art background. Um, how did how did you start playing with um, Psychic Date? And um, I know you've also got your own um, projects too. But tell us a little bit about your how how you started with Psychic Date. Well, a bit over three years ago, we just started to yeah, I just uh, started jamming with Pete and the drummer then Doug and. It just, yeah, it was really easy and fun and there were no gigs, there were no songs. It was just improvising and I love that because I've always been very song-orientated and a lot of busking in my background. Yeah. Travelling, busking. So this was something, hey, uh, yeah, (laughs) this music, it just felt right and... Was your um, experience as a as a painter did that sort of feed into that idea with uh, feeling at home with the improvised sort of na- nature of the music? Or yeah, definitely there was definitely a connection. I love to record the improvised music we played, take it to my studio, and then paint to that. It really it was so inspiring. Yeah, excellent. So um, and you're uh, playing in and uh, solo material now yourself yeah yeah and is, is that in a very similar vein to psychic day different it's kind of changed it? yeah i'm using loops now more i went to holland recently and did some gigs there this last summer there july august 
with my loop station and yeah it's just it's not just the busking anymore mm. it's like extended and I can still do a simple acoustic but I like to have a bit more electronic yeah, right. sound there as well excellent yeah. um before we uh, sort of move on to post-1996 with uh, Psychic Date, I'll, um, I'll play another track from, um, from the album um, that came out uh, not, not that long ago, really, um, Paint the Sky. Hmm. Is there any particular track that you'd, uh, you want to sort of uh, tell us about or that I could play? Um, oh, put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us I a mean, little bit about um, Ramadan, that that track is, is, yeah, is quite an interesting yeah. one. It's it's kind of interesting. I, I, I mean, personally, I, I mean, I'll be really self indulgent and get you to play one that is kind of like one of my favourites. Yeah, which is that's what is, I'm asking. Yeah, is probably the most sort of um, commercial one on the wrong, um, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong, <No> idea. <laughs> the wrong show to be playing it on. But I don't. I haven't heard it on radio yet. So it's um, so much fun. I think it's about. Um, 11 or yeah, 10 or 11. 11. Yeah. Okay, well, have a listen I to just, this one. I just love the build-up and the vocals, and it's just it's really organic, and, yeah, it's got a lot of love in it. It's just such a cool track, you know, so, yeah. Okay, we'll have a listen to this one. Um, in the studio with us now on New Weird Australia is Peter Jones and Hiska Weijas, and uh, here is some more from Psychic Date and their Paint the Sky album.
You're listening to FBI 94.5. In the studio, we have Psychic Date um, from that band, Peter Jones and the Hiskey Weezers. And um, we just heard a track from the uh, Paint the Sky album, and that one was called So Much Fun. And you mentioned that was pop for sort of <laughs> you're the commercial end of what you do. And uh, I know it's a beautifully evocative sort of. Yeah, swampy little yeah. track. But I'm really disappointed. I thought there'd be some hostile phone calls by now. It's the only reason I played it, really. The rest of it was bullshit, you know. Like <laughs> I, just, I wanted to see if I could provoke some of your sort of oh. really sort of, you know, like angsty sort of listeners off, off the sofa, you know, away from whatever they're trying to get away from. Um, and, um, yeah, ring up, but... Uh, didn't happen. Yeah, they didn't take the bait. They didn't take the bait. <laughs> they didn't take your your yeah. cheap little red red flag. Um, <laughs> now we're going to tell uh, people about the gig that's uh, coming up in in just a moment. But uh, I was keen to sort of uh, find out about um, from someone who's had a sort of a, a long perspective of local music here. Um, and you mentioned just touched on the point that you thought. At the moment, you, you find that there's quite a good a good vibe or a good sort of atmosphere for, for people making new music. Mm. What do you put that down to? The sort of um, the sort of how it's sort of where we've gotten where we are now. I, I guess it's called progress. You know, I mean, it is. It's just awareness. You know, people, um, maybe even through. Um, stations like FBI and SER and everything you know people uh, have been exposed I think it's just it's just it's and the internet maybe just just exposure to um, varied types of music I mean I, I remember like when I was sort of you know growing up in the 70s and 80s and, and that you really were sort of force-fed um, through very minimal channels uh, types of music I mean you know like for someone like myself right now, Captain Beefheart has been around since the 60s and mainly because of my um, probably, you know, very sheltered upbringing, not sheltered in, in the biblical sense, but just sheltered in a influential sense in, in New Zealand. I never really logged on to him until I went and lived in London in 1978, which is a crime, really, you know, because, I mean, uh, that type of music and and then you've got people like Stockhausen and you know John Cage and I mean it's just this whole and the avant-garde jazz things Pharaoh Sanders Ornette Coleman you just you didn't hear that it wasn't anywhere and now I think a lot of that has been brought more to a public awareness and people thought fuck that sounds amazing you know I'm going to try and form a band with a drummer that plays like Alvin Jones or yeah. you know and so that, that I think that's where it, it comes from you mentioned um, a few of your contemporaries in the 80s 90s whatever um, the, the trend was to sort of if you weren't doing stuff that was really making much inroads here you would you move overseas and play music overseas that tended to be the pattern oh, is, is that necessary these days or is that still happening as much as you think? Uh, well, the whole overseas thing, I think... I mean, what, what seems to happen now is a lot of bands from Australia go overseas for... you know, They, they seem to manage to get over there like very early in their career or much more regularly. You don't have to slog around, you know, like the, you know, the, the bars, 
you know, out west or whatever or go interstate to do shows, you can, you know, if you've got the right sort of management. I mean, this is the other thing too. It's just the sort of management to, can, you know, certainly put a band out there and there's all these... Um, um, types of not so much festivals. Well, they are festivals, you know, the South by Southwest thing, where there's just yeah. all these bands that just get selected, go over there, and they've got all this exposure. Well, you've got forty or fifty from Australia going That's every year, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. I mean, I, I think so from that perspective. You, but I st- it doesn't beat going and living there. I think you know, like I always encourage if any young guys are talking to me about. What do you think we should do, Pete? You know, I mean, I do get a little bit of that, not much, but I say <laughs> just get, you know, the fuck out of here, you know, and just if you can collectively go and live in Europe, you know, probably it just depends. Really, it depends. You know, if you certainly if you're doing um, more obscure, adventurous music, Europe is always. But then, I mean, you know, like pop music too. Look what comes out of England. It's just incredible. The the quality of you know music that comes out of there on mm. all um, levels, really. Definitely. Um, and then Europe, it's just a whole. It's another ball game there too. Sure. Uh, um, mm. A little bit. Um, so go, go, go forth, <laughs> go, go forth, forth and multiply. <laughs> That's it. You know, just even if you've got to dig in and sleep on a floor or under a floor, wherever you've got to go. You know, just well. I mean, we've you, all done it. You, you did you're, it. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. I mean, there's there is nothing like actually living in a place yeah. to sort of really um, get get the feel for it, mm. meet the people, form the connections, and. Well, the other thing, if you're a, yeah, the other thing is, I mean, the birthday party with a classic example of an Australian band going overseas and just bunking down and changing the climate of modern music. I mean, what a bizarre thing to happen! Mm. Yep, you know, they just stayed. And, yeah, people should just look at them and think, "Shit, you know, we could do that, or I could do that with my turntable. It doesn't matter." You know? Yeah, sure. It's just but just being determined to dig in and get in the consciousness and get shows and record and be a part of whatever's happening. Find a way. Mm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the show that you've got coming up on Saturday. Yes, yes, two days away, yeah. Um, it's, it's a thing that we've done once before um, where um, we uh, work with a, a VJ... Um, who supplies visuals. I mean, that's the focus of the show is the actual visuals, and we supply um, a um, semi-improvised um, soundtrack to, um, you know, the visuals that are provided. And in, in I could probably... Yeah, it's 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 actually the... Uh, it, it's, the show's called Earth, and it's a, a show about the formation of the Earth, really, like a volcanic sort of... Uh, Reaction. Well, something's happening down my stomach. Reaction. Sense around for all the people. With Maybe Hiska might like to sort of explain that a little bit better because she's uh, well, um, the way it know, started. Um, more on the visual perspective than I. Am. Well, I took my video camera with me to New Zealand. That's kind of the beginning of uh, the visuals that are showing that night. Um, bubbly mud sulfur I love it I could be there forever <laughs> and smell that and just sit there and so um, I got up close with my camera and even recorded the sound pretty well with my yep. camera mm-hmm. and that's one of the samples that we use during the show too 
and then um, it evolves. We have yeah, volcanic action, and that just yeah. Excellent, and it's going to be pretty loud ride. too. It's going to be pretty loud. We, we well, we'll have to see how the um, the uh, residents at Alpha House cop it. But ideally, we'd like it's it's a show that should be played at you know re- a, a pretty good volume because there's some quite heavy sections of it. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's um, not as uh, retiring as the uh, track we played. Which tonight, is which is the tail out of it <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but, it comes uh, down, comes yeah, down again at the yeah, end. That's right. I mean, what can you do when you know with the scorched earth? Thing? It's, <laughs> it's already being done, you know. <laughs> so you can you just got to lie <laughs> back and cop it. All the explosions. <laughs> okay, so that's that's at uh, Alpha House Gallery, um, yep. two twenty six Union Street in Erskineville. Hmm. That's um, just it's just behind the Union Hotel down the south end of King Street because a lot of people think, well, where the hell's Union Street, Erskineville? It's more. It seems to me to be more funny like little Newtown. back section. Yeah, yeah. If you're standing in the Union Hotel, you look out diagonally across the back of it there and there's a yeah, little block of um, housing commission places or no, a housing co-op I should say <laughs> artist co-op artist co-op yeah. a collective yeah and there's a gallery and that's where yeah. we play so you fantastic yeah. so 8 o'clock get there on time yeah because it's, not, cause it's yeah. um it's 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 not it's the only thing that's on and we'll you know like we'll probably be starting about 8.30 so it's 8.30 to 9.30 and then pack up and get out so you can sort of come sort of midnight, you know, maybe you've had a bit of dinner or you can skip the dinner and just come here and then you can go out afterwards because, um, but yeah, okay. I'd advise it for anybody that, you know, needs to see something different. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, and Jack, Jack Barton, the VJ, he's, he's VJ. amazing. He just, it's it's a lot of improvising for him and it's just wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, look, Thanks uh, very much for, for coming along and uh, sharing some music with us here at New Weird Australia. And thank cool. you for coming Thanks, in. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds may be perceived as colour or colour as odour. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. Just I was free above the planet Earth, so it was rotating majestically below me. New Weird Australia.